I, I was I want to try to communicate. I got a, so much to say, which I know surprises most of you, but I do have a lot to say. But I want you to know this: that if there's anything that I am gaining understanding in in my later years in life, uh, is that we are in this together. Okay. That there was a time in my life it was an us and them mentality. It was us against the world. It was me against, you know, it, it was a singular pursuit that I had in my life. But the reality of it is we are the body of Christ. And and uh, if all our hope together is in Jesus, then we're pursuing the same thing. And if, you know, I cannot help people that don't put their hope in Jesus. I can't. I mean, because I have nothing other than him. But having him is way more than any one of us need. He has it all, everything that we need. And and but the reality of it is if uh I I man, I crushed my finger this year. You know, boohoo. Nothing worse than a man that's hurting. Right? You know, Steve's homesick today. He's probably there, you know. Different ones. When the the men get sick, it's like, whoa, life is over. But uh, so I crushed my finger. And, uh, man, you know, as it hurts, and it's still healing. It takes a long time. When that part of my body was wounded, I didn't cut it off and say, you go heal yourself, and when you're better, come on, and I'll reattach you. You follow me? I, I, you know, I, you know. There's times and different one of of you get different things going on, and and it is your entire body. It's not that part of me. I'm gonna reject until it's all better. And so, why would we do that to the body of Christ? I'm gonna tell you today. I am healthy enough. I am healthy enough that that if you're not healthy. We can work together. The part of the body that is healthy can can lift up the part that's not. But if you're in an us and them mentality, and it's me only, and you're selfish in your pursuit, then you you you're not. If somebody here's not doing well, it's like, well, get them away from me. What if it's what if it's contagious? You follow me for a moment? Okay, I'm going to tell you what, folks. Believe it or not, it's us. Jesus prayed, God, let them be one. And it's that oneness that will produce health in our lives. If you realize that we're in this together, and and if you're suffering, look, we're not here to say you separate yourself until you're done suffering, and then we'll help you. I want to be there with you. Okay? And, And today I'm feeling good. Don't know what's happening next week. I don't know what's coming down the road for me in my life. And I know it's a few days and full of trouble, and there may be time, you know. As, as, as Michael said, man, I am th- he's thankful, and if we've done anything right, to have a young man to be able to stand up and say, look, I realize in all my life that you, you guys are going to be there for me. What a testimony. I'm done. I could quit now. 
you know, let's, let's, we live in a selfish world. Do we not? Not so in the body of Christ. And so as you, and gather together, I'm preaching to the choir, I always do. But thank you for your commitment. If you're not, if you don't have all your hope in Jesus, I'm going to tell you something, it is awesome. If you think we're crazy, I really don't care. Honestly. You guys are nuts. Well, yep, maybe we are, but I'll tell you what. Wait till you see what, what it's all about when we're done. Okay, because every knee is going to bow. But So, anyway, together, together, we're in it together. And uh, so why did I tell you about that dream? Let me think for a minute. Because dreams don't last. Right? Even the experiences of our lives. You know, I, I had that dream about Rachel being 18 months old. Psh, how cool. I got pictures of Emily's baby in the womb. I, I'm going to show you later. Yeah, yeah he looks like me. <laughs> He's got a big head. <laughs> I'm so excited, but that's not what I'm preaching about. Let me get back on that. Dreams don't last. Neither, neither does your... Uh, day in and day out experiences of life, you just go on to the next one, right? There, you know, uh, we look at pictures. Ned was telling me about a picture he saw of all our kids, you know, when they were little and some trip to Boston or wherever we're going and people, you know, it, it's like I can't, that, that memory now, it, it's so vague. I don't even, I, I can't even, you know, raise it in my mind. It's not there because the experiences of life, they just don't stick, you know, because it's time is forward. We're, we're, we're supposed to go forward. And, and, and uh, I want to, I want to tell you, there has to be in our spiritual life, a beginning. There has to be a place where you go to and say, wait a minute, man, something happened. Wow. My life was changed. You cannot assimilate into the body of Christ just because we're a good bunch of people. It can't be that you just, uh, uh, you know, hang out here. And, man, they got great coffee and they got good, a good facility. And I kind of like that because this will, the, the, the memory of how good it is will dissipate. But I'm going to tell you what, when you have a profound beginning in Christ, he will take you back there all the time. The reason I still stand here today with absolute excitement and, and just uh, expectation of what God will do and wants to do is because uh, of what he did for me some 40 years ago. It was so profound that I, I'm, you know, the, the, I get, believe it or not, it's not it been all roses here. Life is not always something that just is, oh, it's so incredible all the time. No, what's incredible all the time is God. He is incredible. He gives us a hope that's sure. But I'm telling you, there are periods in our life when we, you know, they, there's some that tell you, man, that you, every single day it's, it's sunshine and things are great. But I'm going to tell you, there are times that we walk by faith. 
right? You know what it is to walk by faith? It's not by what you see or sometimes even by, by what you know. You're just, you're just walking because of something that God spoke to you. You're walking by faith. You're going forward one foot in front of another, not because you feel like going that way, but because you are convinced that's the only way to go. There are times in our lives that we walk by. There are times that incredibly beautiful where God will show up and, and just light your path for a moment with brilliance. We get an idea that God always, 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 you know, shows that brilliance of his presence, and he doesn't. It's the consistency of, our, of his word that keeps us going. But there are times that we walk through shadow, and we walk through turmoil, and we walk through trial, and we walk through confusion, and we walk through doubt, and we walk through fear. And the things that keep us walking through them. I'm going to tell you is the beginning. And so if I were to ask you, where was your beginning? Where was it for you? When you realize, man, there is a spiritual world around us. Hey, there's way more to this than the years that I've been living. Let me, let me just read a few scriptures, and I'll try to put this together. It says, then the Spirit, and this is Acts chapter 11, starting at verse number 12. I can tell you that this, the event around it was that uh, Peter had been summoned to Cornelius' house. Cornelius was a Gentile, not a Jew. And the Jews had been pretty exclusive. And uh, the gospel had not yet been preached to the Gentiles. And so the Lord had a plan. And uh, he's going to use Peter to do it. He gives Peter a dream. And he, at the same time, he sends an angel to Cornelius. And through this event, Peter ends up in Cornelius' house, Acts chapter 10 need to read it. It's an incredible event in the Scripture. And as Peter begins to preach, the Holy Ghost falls. And you would think when somebody's touched by God, everybody's excited. Not so. There were those even in the, the church that were bound in tradition. And so Peter is giving a, an account of what happened there. He's been brought before the council. What are you doing? You know, you, you went and you ate with Gentiles and you, and, and you preached to Gentiles. And so Peter's telling him what happened. He says, verse number 12, Then the Spirit told me to accompany them with no doubts at all. These six brothers accompanied me and went into the man's house. And he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa. And call for Simon, who also uh, is named Peter. He will speak a message to you that you and all your household will be saved by. But as I, began, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came down on them just as on us at the beginning. I'm telling you, that is an incredible word right there. 
Peter is beginning to speak. He says the Holy Ghost falls. If you, if you read the event in Acts chapter 10, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And it was the, it was the sign that the Holy Ghost had fallen. And, and what Peter says here is so amazing that he says the Holy Spirit came down on them just as uh, uh, on us at the beginning. He goes on, he said, then I remembered the word of the Lord. How uh, He said, John, baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Reading from the Holy Christian. The, the idea, I, I want you to understand who's speaking. Who is Peter? Peter was the one that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom to. Can you imagine all of the incredible experiences that Peter had? Can you imagine uh, 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 being called by Jesus, right, there by the seashore? Can you imagine being there the, the day, the night, they, they fished all night long and they come back in and Jesus says, cast out and cast your nets over on the other side. And, and pulling in a, 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 a net full of fish so much that the net's breaking. Pretty good experience, huh? You think that would get your attention? Can you imagine being there when Jesus told the blind man, uh, open his eyes? When, 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 being there when the, when the guys let down through the roof and, and Jesus says, take up your bed and walk. Can you imagine? Do you think Peter was there? You know what? He didn't call that the beginning. I want you to realize how profound a spiritual experience being filled with the Holy Ghost is. And, and it, what it was to the apostolic church, it was the very thing that they said, this is where it started for us. Everything else, it's not belittling those other experiences, but I'm telling you they're like dreams. They're like experiences in the world you can forget when you see something, when you're next to something that happens so profound. He, is, he was there when Jesus walked on the water, but he didn't call that the beginning. Do you realize all of these things that surrounded him uh, and, and, and profound uh, experiences in life, but yet for him and for the rest of the church, the beginning was when the Holy Ghost was poured out. In Acts chapter 2, this is how uh, it says it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, in case you've forgotten. It says when the day of Pentecost had arrived, this was 50 days after the, the crucifixion of Christ. They were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound that like of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and tongues like flames of fire were uh, that were divided appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability to speak. So profound was that experience 
that Peter says to the apostolic church, he said, man, it happened to Cornelius and his household just like it did to us in the beginning. I'm going to tell you something. We've had a lot of things go on around here, buildings and and great things that God's provided for and financial miracles and and healings and and all of those things. They just, in my human mind, in my memory, they're law. I just don't hardly remember them. But I would deny almost anything, anything in my life, rather than deny my experience that I had some 40 years ago in the beginning of my life. And I'm here to tell you, it is the one thing that has kept me. The power of the Holy Ghost and that profound spiritual birth is the one thing that keeps me going today. Don't you think for a moment there's not times that that I don't suffer those very things that you suffer and say, what am I doing? Where am I going? I I just, I I don't see it so clear. And what comes to me clearly is the beginning of my life. I'm not talking about my natural life. I'm talking about when I was birthed into this kingdom. Where was your beginning? Well, I just kind of assimilated into the culture. I love you, and I want you to stick around, assimilate a little more. But more than anything else, I want you to experience such a profound spiritual birth that it rocks your world forever. Because what happens when you assimilate in? Young people, listen to me. Sometimes you that have been here since you were little and you, you just you think, well, I just become a... If you don't have a profound spiritual experience with him, if you're not filled with his spirit, you can assimilate out just as easy as you assimilated in. But I'm telling you, once he's touched your life, I, I cannot deny what God has done. It has been, let me just give you, I could give you several examples, but I'll give you one. In Exodus chapter 3, it's amazing if you read the Scripture. I hope you do. But it goes, in it, 40 years of a man's life in Exodus chapter 2, about how Moses is birthed. And how his mom and dad save him. And how they put him in the river and, and uh, it ends up that Pharaoh's daughter pulls him out of the river and raises him as his own for the first 40 years. And, and through a series of events, Moses was a young man at 40 years old. He was all full of vim and vigor. Uh how do I know that? Because I was there in my life. Oh, man, I'm, uh, we're ripping and tearing. We're ready to rock and roll. I don't care what was going on. We're going to get it done. We did. And, 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 and Moses at 40 years old, he sees, uh, he, he's, an, he's a, raised as an Egyptian, but he's Jewish. He's an Israelite. He sees the abuse going on to his brothers, and he kills 
an, an Egyptian slave master, thinking that man they're gonna they're gonna you know uh, they're gonna think this that I'm great. You see, let me tell you something. There's some of you here today. You have a sense of your calling, and what God God has a divine purpose for your life. How much? Let me believe that. You have a sense of that happening, but but what happens is when we uh, um, uh, try to accomplish that what God wants to do in our lives by our own strength, uh, we usually don't don't do much. So Moses, I believe Moses had a sense that he God wanted to use him. I believe that is even as a young man. It, but he goes about it in his own strength. And it's not long after that he kills the Egyptian slave master. He goes back to, to his Israelite brothers and they say, what are you going to do? Kill us too? And he, and he runs for his life. And you hear very little of Moses for the next 40 years. Anybody on the back side of God's promises wondering and just wandering? You know, what, what, what am I doing? Now, we, we got the idea that these that are the patriarchs, the, the Abrahams and the Moses and the Davids, that, man, they just had one continual uh, uh, divine revelation after another, and they just were, you know, this spiritual life that, like a rocket. When the reality is that what you don't see is there was 40 years of silence. 40 years of wondering what in the world. Or 40 years of a dream that I don't even know what that meant anymore. And, 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 and we get the idea in our lives, listen to me. How many of you know you've heard his voice? You know that. You know, and I realize God speaks every day. There's no doubt his word's there. And it's because you're reading his word and you can see it all around you all the time. But there are periods of our lives that we go through that are just struggle and, and, and it takes faith to walk through it. And if you don't have a point of origin, All of these things that we call so great now, they can, like a dream, they fade. True or not true? The one thing that will keep you is that profound beginning. So Moses is tending his father-in-law's sheep. In Exodus chapter 3, meanwhile, while Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire, but he was not consumed, so he thought, I got to go check this out. I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? And when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him 
from the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses answered. Think about it for a moment. Moses has 40 years. You know what? 40 years is a long time. You can almost forget your upbringing. There he was. You can forget your heritage. You, he, he's tending sheep. There he is in the backside of a, of a, of a, of a mountain. And, and all, all of a sudden, and, I, and I'm going to assure you this. Listen to me. If you're called of God, if you're chosen, he knows how to get your attention. And so God has a plan and a purpose for Moses and, and I, time is irrelevant to him, right? He, he knows there is a day, there is a time that, man, I, I got a plan. And Moses is thinking that he's, it's God just him. The, the, the bush starts burning. And I don't know if it's the first bush that burned in the desert. I doubt it. But it's the first one that didn't get consumed. And Moses is like, check that out. That's pretty cool. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I, li- I like seeing new experiences, don't you? It's like, oh, that's awesome. And, and, and he had enough sense and, and, and that, that, man, I got, there's something about this. I need to check into this a little further. You see, the problem that we're living in today is that we live in a world that is so incredibly distracted that you don't have time to check out anything. God could be trying by strobe lights trying to get your attention, and you're, you're stuck on your iPhone. You're the ones walking into the pole. You know, what we, we are so, and I'm going to tell you something, the seduction of our day is the distractions of our life. Because what God wants to do is incredible. But we are so inundated with information and with ideas and with, you know, our time. We, can't, we don't have time for anything. We don't have time to stop long enough to, to see what's going on. And you think that's what you're doing. I'm going to tell you what's the enemy of your soul. God will get your attention, but will you have enough sense to stop long enough to see what's going on? Hmm. It's pretty good. The idea, folks... You know, even even today, we keep, we don't have time for a ten minute altar call. I, I love you, and and part of this is in our day. I don't, nobody should correct me. Well, there is times you need to let the word correct you. I'm not up here with a short man's complex wanting to beat you. But man, the word of God is true. And man, if there's ever a time that we need to be spiritually alive, it's today. We cannot just assimilate into a Christian culture without having the power of God behind us. 
One of the things of the last days is there, there would be a church that would have a form of godliness but deny the power of it. I'm going to tell you the power of the church is the power of the Holy Ghost in each one of our lives. Not some, you know, thing that comes and visits us every Sunday, but comes out of us because we're filled with it. It's us. We're the light. We're not just, a, a, you know, information only. It's the power of God that literally changes has changed my life, and that was the beginning for me. I was a younger man, but I was so profoundly changed that it's that experience that i got to say, like Peter, man, it happened to them just like on me in the beginning. I received it just like they did on the day of Pentecost. It changed my life. It's the very thing that keeps me moving. It's the very thing that keeps me saying, God, well, I don't know. You know, there, there are periods of time in my life that I don't know, but all I know is I'm going to go forward because eventually, God, you're going to show up again. You know what? He does. Talking the other day, well, I haven't had any, any new word. Well, you know what? When you don't have a new word, then go back on the last one he said. Because as soon as you need a new word, he'll give it to you. For this period, walk by faith. But if you don't have that profound spiritual experience, you're going to be drifting. And in the day and the distractions that we live in, the enemy of your soul can just sweep you out. But you are unmoved if you're built on him. If, and if you're here, listen, if you're here today, and I realize so many of you are, you're here today because you are turning aside. You're like, oh, 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 oh something's going on over there. I, I, God, what are you trying? What are you, what's, what's that? And I'm, I'm going to, I got to go see what's going on. Well, I'm going to tell you, well, you better be ready because God's fixing to speak to you. And so Moses gets over there, and God speaks to him, and his life is forever changed. Can you imagine, 80 years old, married, got it pretty good, you know, knows what's going on tomorrow. All of a sudden, God speaks and says, I want you to go back and lead them out of, out of Egypt. Wouldn't be my first choice for job. Wasn't about being the man. It was, oh my goodness, what am I? I, didn't, I? I can't even talk. What am I supposed to do? But so profound was this experience that Moses upset his entire life and went in an entirely new direction. So profound was this beginning for him that regardless what was going on, he went back to that experience with God where he heard his voice and said, Lord, what, what do you want me to do now? So profound after years and years of, of, of leading a people and them, them wanting to stone him and them blaming him because they're not eating and all of these things. He, he, he kept going forward because of the beginning. That's what kept him going. What keeps you going? 
What is it that causes you not just to exist, but to thrive? To absolutely believe that at the end of this, there is a promise that's so incredible that I'm going to step from this existence into the very presence of God. Think about it, man. How, how, how can you believe that? People say, wait, I wish I had your faith. I realize it's faith that got me, caused me to look long enough, but I'm going to tell you I have had an experience with God that's undeniable. And you can think I'm a fool, but you don't know what I experienced. Literally changed my life. And he can be years of seemingly without speaking. I cannot deny. We can be years of wondering, well, man, we had so much going on, and what are we doing now? I cannot deny what God said. So what are you doing? Man, I am just walking by faith from time to time and waiting for the moment again where, bam, he lights it up. Usually it's a flash. You can see, okay, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Let me read one more scripture for you. Stand with me. You can have all kinds of excuses why you're not going to stop and look. When Jesus told the disciples after the resurrection, he said, go wait in Jerusalem. There was 500 people that witnessed his resurrection, that saw him alive. How many ended up in the upper room? The Bible says 120. Can you imagine being one of the 500 that was invited to go experience that incredible thing and then being too distracted to be there? I don't know if they, you know, I can't say they didn't experience it later, but I, I'm telling you, can you imagine have been, having been, had the invitation to be there, but yet there was a playoff game going on, and I got to get home. Well, like, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. And you can't, you know, wait another 20 minutes just to see what God, if God would speak. Does he speak to me every time I'm down here? No. But he's spoken to me enough that, man, I'm going to wait again. And I'm going to see if he does. Because when he does, it's absolutely incredible. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, it says, We have spoken openly to you, Corinthians. Our heart has been opened wide. You are not limited by us, but you are limited by your own authority.
affections. I speak as to my children as a proper response. You should be open to us. You are limited not by you know, the church isn't what it used to be. This is it happening and that happened. You're limited not by the church. You're limited by your own affections. What is it that's the priority of your life? What is it that you pursue so completely? If it's bound by this world, it'll just dissipate like a dream. But if God's got your attention, Whatever way it is, I'm asking you, don't be distracted. Don't let your own affections, what it is that you prioritize in your life, set them aside for a moment and make Jesus the priority. And I'm going to tell you something. You will see and hear things that absolutely will change your life forever. I have, nothing, I have nothing else. Not like I can be so wise and be such a great guy, that, but I can point you to a Savior and a profound spiritual experience that can be your beginning. So as we sing this morning, if you don't have a beginning, come on down here and say, Lord, would you please Father, I I, want to stand long enough to hear your voice. I want to stand here long enough to be filled with, with the power of God in my life that I can walk out of here regardless what happens. And I'm unmoved. Come on. You need God? Come on down. If you don't need God, you need to hear from Him. Come on down. If you need healing, come on. If you need deliverance. Stand before him. Don't be distracted today. Open these altars. Jesus, Jesus name.